5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. No turncoat rhinos here, I assure you. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot as always, here with my conservative patriot co-host, Colonel Jim. Make sure you you check in on Facebook, Twitter, check the website, brooktalksamerica.com. All the latest articles, all the podcasts are on there as well. And if you want to email me and have any questions or anything, if you'd like to sponsor the show, let me know. Or if you'd like to donate, you can go ahead and do that. All of it is on the site. So from Hot Topics to History, you know the deal. You can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to my archive podcast of the show on my website. Also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer. The podcast is available on many fronts, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, uh, Spotify, and Podomatic. Also, I have an app, which you can find in the Play Store. Pretty cool to have all that stuff in one spot. So I want to revisit an article that I wrote a couple months ago as it pertains to our discussion today with my guest. It's titled, How's That Fundamental Transformation Working Out America? Remember that? Remember who said those lines? Uh, You know, I knew in 2008 when he started running for president what Obama would do to the country, particularly with regard to race. I knew that he had no intention of bringing, you know, using his unbelievably unique and wonderful opportunity to bring the country together because that's what not what Democrats do. That's not what socialists and communists do. And yeah, I said it. Okay. Plus he had a resentment. So he was not going to, he was going to use race to purposely divide America. And indeed he has. Uh, And before we get into our discussion with today's guest, I want to play this audio of Michelle Obama from that time. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices you recognize that audio yes that's exactly where we are right now everything goes back to that phrase fundamental transformation of america and keep in mind okay you don't fundamentally transform something you truly love just saying. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is our friend Ron Edwards. You've heard him before on the show. He's radio talk host, talk show host, and commentator at Mojo Five O Radio. Soon to be columnist on my website and contributing columnist at NewsWithViews.com and AmericaOutloud.com. He's a talk show host at K Star Radio talk radio and host of the award-winning the edwards notebook radio commentary at the captain's america radio show and hundreds of stations around the country and as i mentioned you hear him here every week so i'd like to welcome ron welcome you ron thanks for coming back to the show thank you so much i'm glad to be here uh it's always fun to be on your show and uh we can really uh, mix it up you know 
That's right. And I always love to be on your show because we don't hold back, do we? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I just want to pay to do that. No, no. And I just want to ask the, you know, the audience, uh, how many sacrifice has uh, Michelle made? Right. So she with her 14, they have four homes, I think. One of them is a 14 million dollar Martha's Vineyard home. So I'm still waiting to get the list on the things that she has sacrificed. But I digress. Um, so, you know, I know that we don't talk enough about race in America. I know the audience is like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, I am kidding. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Uh, we don't talk about anything but race, it seems, it, but anymore. And now it's not only getting ridiculous, but I, in my opinion, it's getting dangerous because I don't believe that we can continue to live as a, you know, be this divided and live in what is considered the quote unquote United States of America. That's what the far, far left wants, though. They don't want they want us to be divided because they want to destroy the country and turn it into socialism and actually communism, which is really stupid because it's like burning down your own house when you're in it. But there is a schizophrenia with liberalism when they keep thinking that if they only try harder, right, like the bubblehead from the Bronx, that their ideas will work, which they don't. OK, because they only lead to misery and death, which was 100 million plus last century. Here's the problem, that in America we have such a horrific history of slavery and racial segregation that they know that they can use it to gain power because of white guilt. Now, mind you, they don't feel guilty, even though it's their story, but they know that they can use it to bludgeon those who've been taught for 12 years in their you know, Democrat-run schools that the country sucks, and if you just give Democrats more power, they'll fix it. They haven't, and they won't, because as I always say, Democrats will never fix the problems they claim to care about. Why? Because it would put them out of business, and business is very good for them. Still, race baiting works. So Americans are tired of it, and my hope and prayer is that most black Americans are tired of it too and realize that Democrats are only using them and that they don't actually care. And that's what we're going to discuss today because the, with the different hot-button hot issues of the day that are couched in race, but they're only couched that way in order to manipulate. It's my opinion that it's actually more about race and it's about class. It's not about race. It's about class and cash. But we'll get into that. I believe that, uh, you know, they freaked out so badly and it's it's not being talked about. OK, they freaked out so badly about what happened in Dade County with the high number of black and Hispanic voters that voted for President Trump. That's when they stopped counting. That's when they took away. That's why they took away the the walk away Facebook page. That's why they're opening the borders. That's why there's like a Dresden style assault on the country with racial cancel culture, because they know what happened on November 3rd, 3rd. It's why they have a fence around D.C. OK, they know the minions are waking up and they're angry. But the problem is, is that most Republicans, conservative white people are either so afraid to talk about race and to push back against the left or don't know how to communicate our conservative principles effectively and don't understand the importance of culture that they don't. They just stay quiet or say, oh, we fought a civil war to get rid of slavery and hundreds of thousands of white people died. When are we going to get when are we going to be forgiven? And there's an element of that that is true. But the problem is that the problems at the time didn't go away. That's when the Democrats We'll be getting into all this stuff. Founded the KKK, the Black Codes, did lynchings, Jim Crow segregation, etc. So it wasn't until it wasn't over after emancipation or the Civil War. But somehow they this is all their the things that they did. They've managed to blame the Republicans for their sins, which is like diabolical. So they're going to keep put, picking that wound 
forever because it's profitable for them. And where we are now is the wound has gangrene and it's poisoning the entire body. So my opinion, you know, this is why I talk about this issue so much. We must be able to talk about the issue of race and to take away the left's narratives or we're not going to survive as a country. So what do you think of my opening remarks there? Your opening remarks, Brooke, are focused and centered in common sense. And they're real. They're true. One of the things that irritates me so strongly is the fact that many white people that call themselves Republicans or conservatives are chicken hearts. <laughs> They're afraid to stand up against charges, false charges of racism. They're afraid to stand up for this country. They're afraid to stand up for this culture because every time they say something that is correct, they're throwing, you know, someone throws a racist, 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 racist charge at them. Then they can their little snail shells and, um, you know, they're, they're too afraid. But yet at the same time, these same Republicans, and I've witnessed it, I've dealt with it myself, will get strong and will fight against those of us who have the cojones to stand up against all this craziness, yeah. all want to destroy the country. It's not that black people or these leftist whites think that they can do a better job when they say, well, just let us continue and uh, we'll fix it for you. No, they say that. But their real goal is to literally destroy this mm -hmm. country and turn it into a crap hole. And I can back what I'm saying. Before I left the city of Cleveland, I warned two mayors, one Republican, and then the, the next one was a Democrat. And I they, they, they both had the desire to, re, to see Cleveland reborn, revitalized, and all that. But they were concerned about the black population on the east side who as mad as, as, as crabs in a bucket without water. And so I warned them. I said, look, Mayor, uh, Mayor Mike White, he was the first one. I said, Mike, here's the thing. You're going to have to go ahead and rebuild Cleveland and encourage big business, small business, whatever. You're going to have, gonna have to be, not be afraid to exercise law and order and ignore these fools. You cannot rebuild a city based upon the dregs of society. You cannot please them. You will never, ever please these people. You're not going to do it. If you think you are, Cleveland's going to be another Detroit. Mm. That's it. And for the most part, they paid attention. Cleveland has been revitalized. And you, if you go to that certain section on the east side of Cleveland, it is, it is hell on earth. And that's because people choose to live that way. They choose it. It's not forced upon them. No one forces people to live below the dogs that live in my neighborhood. They don't. People choose to live, and if you choose as an American, as one who was born in this country, to live like you live in the fourth world mm. and then turn around and complain about white people or other blacks who have achieved in this society, then you deserve failure. And it is, we have to learn, you know what, you want to live that way, go ahead but don't come screwing around in my neighborhood <laughs> to try to get the government to take from the productive to give to the idle, which is what this is with this $1.9 trillion oh yeah. boondoggle. Yeah, we'll have to get into that. You're listening to Brook Talks America. We'll come back after the break here with Rod Edwards. More Brook Talks America coming up.
the Corona China virus really that big of a deal? Hmm? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, for the first time in global history, governments all over the world bowed to the demands of a tiny little doctor whose last name is Fauci. He and his fellow globalist minions like Bill Gates, Scarf Lady, Merkel, Boris Johnson, and Israel's Netanyahu, just to name a few, demanded the shutdown of our economies, even great theater districts like New York's Times Square, Piccadilly Circus in London, and Cleveland's Playhouse Square were told the show is over. Schools were closed, etc. But from where I see things, the massive shutdown ended up exposing our republic to more harm in many ways than the Corona China virus itself, especially when you factor in the huge uptick in mental health issues among the young, including depression and suicides, to add insult to injury. The current White House occupier has allowed at least 1,500 illegal border crossers into the United States, knowing they have the China virus, which tells me the lockdowns were unnecessary. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brook Talks. And now, your host, Brooke Says. Brooke says here with Ron Edwards, another excellent The Edwards Notebook by Ron Edwards, as always. Um, so you mentioned the when we headed into the break, you mentioned the one point nine trillion, uh, which is it's so mind blowing that I can't even believe they're going to do it. And yet it's already done and we're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll, you know, we're paying our future for this thing. Yeah. Not just about money. Yeah. We, we are we are literally paying to destroy our country because. <laughs> When you, when you waste money at this level, mm-hmm. um, and on what? Well, I think it is, uh, what, 11% of the entire budget is for the corona China virus? At most. Which, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you've got, okay, transit, uh, all kinds of stuff. The list is too long for me to, to try to go through right now. It would take up your entire show. But to give tons of money to states like California... And New York, which purposefully Mm -hmm. wasted billions and billions of dollars, and now they're saying, give us the money, give us the money. No way, Jose. They shouldn't receive a dime. What they should do is look at Florida, look at Ohio, look at other states whose taxes are not at that level and see how those states are prospering. Unemployment just went down another point in Ohio to Mm 5.2%. I think Florida is below that. So, But how high is it in New York? That's just one aspect of this. Uh, companies out of the, out, out of uh, your state. Now behind this bill, uh, Brooke, now they're talking about raising taxes. <laughs> Yeltsin, what is her name? Yeltsin or whatever. Yellen. Who's, yeah, Yellen. Yellen. She said, "Well, we're going to have to raise taxes as the needs uh, come to fruition, or whatever, as the, the needs arise." Mm. What the hell is that? They already, by the way have another trillion dollars, maybe two trillion dollars, that were unspent mm-hmm. that had already been earmarked for the Corona China virus. Yeah. And listen. And they're gonna do another at least two, if not four, <clears throat> on on infrastructure Green New Deal. See. Yeah. See, this is all crazy. But you know how what's his name? Cloward Piven, the yes. Cloward and Piven would yes. be so proud. Yes. I mean, they would just run around and they would go manufacture a metal and pin it on everyone in, in the Congress right now. Mm-hmm. They would just be hooping and hollering and just going. Here's the 
that's not how you rebuild a country. How you rebuild a country was how it was be, started to be rebuilt under the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Through what? It's called prosperity. That's 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 the ticket. And <laughs> you saw signs of it all over Florida, just Cleveland, other places where there's a modicum of common sense and through opportunity, which is what, Brooke? You raise tax funds through economic activity. Yeah. And and, and you have more than enough money to pay for. And by the way, here's a little uh, tidbit for you, and you know this. Your audience knows this. It is not government's job to do all these things. Mm -hmm. I just reread the, the, the Bill of the Constitution yesterday. Guess what? I did not see anywhere in the Constitution where, well, we're supposed, they're supposed to take energy. They're supposed to take care of this, that, and the other. It's not in there. Yeah. Private corporations are supposed to do these things. There are supposed to be certain regulations so that they don't do stupid stuff like they did in t- and set people up to be screwed around the way they did. But for the most part, government's not supposed to be involved. It's not. It's about government to be in position to protect us from enemies, both foreign and domestic. And that's the, the major duty. Fortunately, Brooke, our government has become mm-hmm. the number one enemy of this nation. Mm-hmm. So we've got to protect ourselves from this government. How do you, what do you think about Ms. Feinstein of California saying, well, you know what? I've got a bill that's going to uh, uh, make outlaw I'm sorry, that's going to outlaw about, oh, 205 rifles. Yeah, no. Yeah. How does that suit your fancy? Yeah, no, not only that, but I want to get back to that really quickly on that $1.9 trillion. Basically, yes. that was also to reward Democrat mayors and governors for oh, shutting yeah. down their cities and states in order to hurt Trump re-election. So that's another thing. When your yes. taxes go up, America, you are paying for rewarding Gretchen Whitmer, de Blasio, Cuomo, no, Wolf. Yeah, well, I call her the cyborg of Satan. But uh, yeah, no. And and the problem with the Pentagon, you know, we're going to be talking about that later with Jim. But um, I wanted to get to um, to I have a couple of clips that I want to play. I want to get back to the subject that we were talking about, like with the wokey woke. So wokeism (laughs) is like everywhere. Right. And now, I mean, you saw I didn't watch it actually this week, but this the interview with Meghan Markle. Right. So. The the whole wokeism started really. I mean, it started with Obama, right? But in, and it you know after Freddie, um, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, and all that stuff. But really, this kind of like this the statue stuff and all that started around Charlottesville, right? And then it's gone through these different things. The Cultural Revolution part really started when after Trump was president. It started with right Aunt Jemima. So it was a freed black slave who's actually a black millionaire. I think she was one of the first, if not the first, black female millionaire, and a massive success story to cancel her. Okay, and now it's Dr. Seuss. So it's all this craziness, right? But now you have Meghan Markle. So Meghan Markle is now a victim, a multi, just like Michelle Obama. So Michelle Obama has four homes, right? Including one that's $14 million. She's a victim. Oprah's a victim, a billionaire. She's a victim. And by the way, she lied about getting racially profiled in Switzerland. You probably remember that. So Meghan Markle royals, marries into the royal family, which she knows anybody who, who goes, you know, marries there knows they're crazy. And what's going to happen if you're in the royal family with the press and everything like that. So now I don't care about the royal family and, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I'm Irish. So, you know, I'm not really happy 
about the Britain's treatment. Right. But like it's angry. Uh, I'm angry about what that's nothing happened. Nothing's happening to Andrew and uh, Epstein's pedos pals. But she knew what she was doing when she married it. But here's the problem. You know, you and I have talked about this. The way that they're treating her versus the way they treat someone like Candace. Kamala Harris is one fourth black, not American. Meghan Markle, one fourth black. Uh, she is American. They're both married to white partners. Okay, being defend, they're being defended by black liberals and and all liberals. Candace Owens, who's a hundred percent black American, gets called the most atrocious names, which I can't even say on this show. They're so bad, but you know what they are. And look what they say about her. How does this work? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It just, it just, it's, it's called it's hypocrisy. Um, I, 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 it, it, it to me is, it's hypocritical. It's just totally immoral to be so hateful like that. Uh, Candace Owens, uh, well, she was a liberal and she, she awakened from her stupor and she's fighting for the truth. I mean, what's wrong with that? And okay, she decided. That's that's who she she wanted to marry. That's her business, by the way. I mean, people have to understand that we are we are governed by our own choices, and we have the right to be with whom we choose to be with for whatever reason we choose to be with them. Yeah, but think um, about this. So Meghan Markle yeah. is married to a Brit who's in the royal yes. family, and she's just fine, and he's just fine. Candace Owens well, is married to a Brit who's in uh, the party of uh, House of Lords, and they say the things about her. So it's the same situation, but one of them is okay and one of them's not, because apparently MLK only died, and all the people that fought for that, for they only fought for Democrats and liberals to have freedom and speech. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well... It, it's it, it's like I said, it, it continues to go on and on and on. If you don't support the evil, the evil is out to destroy you. And unfortunately, see, a lot of people on our side are to blame for this. Yeah. And on our side in England. And uh, yeah. it's because we were Wimpus. Uh, our side was Wimpus Americanus Apologeticus. Mm-hmm. Grab the ankles. Oh, he could hear it comes again. Afraid to fight back. We fight each other mm-hmm. for positioning, whatever. I want to be seen. I want to be out front, this, that, and the other. And I see that cutthroat in the Republican Party here in Michigan, which is another reason why I'm getting the hell out of this state. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. People like yourself, Colonel, all of us who love this country, who see through the garbage, we've got to unite like never before, Katie by the door. And understand that it is literally, figuratively speaking, literally uh, life and death. Not only for this country, but our, but for ourselves personally. Yeah. People are heading. And if you don't understand or you don't believe me or want to believe me, look at history. History does one thing. It repeats itself if you allow it. And now America is just nearing to that point. Well, you think that it was bad during those riots or things that oh. I saw over in D.C. recently? Yeah. And the beating, you know, the threatening of, 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 of restaurant owners for serving us and all kinds of horrible things. That will be every single day yeah. if we don't stand up now and push back. Because the only, the only thing these people understand, they're no different than a raccoon that breaks in your house. The only thing they understand is can you kick their behind mm-hmm. or not? 
If you're not willing to do that, they're going to continue to multiply efforts to destroy. Hold that thought, Ron. We'll come back after the break. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Ron Edwards, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. Kathy's Comedy Corner, fighting the left using their own rules. Alinsky tactic number one, power isn't only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. So stop calling the current occupier in the White House president. It legitimizes the biggest voting scam in history. How about Il Presidente? He's ill and he puts America last. For more anti-Alinsky tips, visit rulesfordeplorablebook.com. There has been just a massive propaganda effort to cram down Americans' throats. So we've got to help educate each other. We've got to work sideways, horizontally to get information to our friends across the board and get involved. Everybody must get involved now that cares about this country. No more sitting on the sideline. Join attorney Sidney Powell on March 21st for the National Unity Summit. For tickets, text ACTION to 474747. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Ron Edwards. Some really good stuff from Kathy Chamberlain, who wrote Rules for Deplorables and Defend Florida Summit. Very important stuff coming up. So I'm back here with Ron. And Ron, I wanted to talk with you about this. Um, this is unbelievable. The the, the uh, California education, and of course, I put all the quotes in, all of it in quotes when it uh, when it's affiliated with Democrats and the teachers unions. The Teachers unions, it was a Hispanic woman. I don't remember her name. I'm going to play the clip. She was basically saying it's white privilege to keep this to, for, for parents because it's always couched in that, right? So it's like white parents, not like all parents, right? All parents want their kids back in school. It's only white parents. But this is what she said in relation to having the schools back open. To recap, equality challenges power. Equity protects power. That principle has never been on starker display than in the case of the teachers' unions, which is some of the most powerful institutions in America naturally are using the term equity to justify their own prerogatives as they hurt the weak, in this case, school children and their increasingly desperate parents. Last night, we told you about the president of the Los Angeles Teachers' Union, an equity promoter called Cecily Myart Cruz. For months, parents whose kids use public education in Los Angeles have been begging Cecily Myart Cruz to reopen the schools, and why wouldn't they? How has Cecily Myart Cruz responded? Well, by demanding that those parents shut up immediately. Those parents, she explained, have the wrong skin color. Therefore, unlike entitled unionized teachers who can never be fired, those parents have privilege. Some voices are being allowed to speak louder than others. We have to call out the privilege behind the largely white, wealthy parents driving the push 
for a rushed return. Their experience of this pandemic is not our students' families' experiences. Calling out the privilege, says the lady who could literally never be fired from her job, no matter how she acts, including like that. Never mind the 100% increase in suicides among school-aged children. Cecily Meyer-Cruz is not interested in that. She's interested in equity, which means she's interested in protecting her own unearned privilege by attacking the people below her. What do the parents and children being attacked think of this? Well, Cecily Meyer-Cruz wouldn't think to ask them because she doesn't care. So yesterday, Fox Los Angeles reporter Bill Malugin stepped up and asked them himself. And here's what they said. It's almost like minority families who want the schools to open more than anybody else. And the reason why I say that is because education for us, for our culture, is a stairway out of poverty. So every day that our children is not in school, that's just a day closer to poverty for them. Lamar Freeman coaches a youth football team called the L.A. Rampage. He told Bill Malugin that every parent he spoke to wants his or her kids back in class. Now, these parents are not racists. They just want their kids educated. Most of our kids, um, before the pandemic, we had uh, an 80% honor roll rate. Now, since the uh, distance learning and Zoom classes, that, that dropped about maybe 20%. Like Most of my A's and B kids are getting D's and C's. So purely because the most privileged government workers in the United States won't have to work, an entire generation of children is being destroyed. That's equity. The strong hurting the weak and calling it justice. Now, everyone who thinks about this for just a moment knows that it's true, and that's why you never hear equity debated or even defined. They won't define the term because they can't defend its definition. Instead, they bully the population into silence. Cecily Mayer-Cruz and the teachers' unions are doing that right now. Awesome stuff by Tucker Carlson, as always. First of all, I have to say that heifer eating on TV while she's talking is disgusting. Okay, second of all, that is poison, and she should be fired. Third of all, this is so sad, okay? Fourth of all, they call Tucker racist. So he had two black people on the show talking about them, how they're involved with students. One is a mother, one is a coach with black students, wants them to get back in school, and somehow or another, these Democrat teachers unions who are hurting black children, they're, de they're Democrat voters' children, and saying it's white privilege to complain that the schools are still closed. Here's the problem, though, Ron. Those people rarely get a voice. They're never going to get a voice on CNN, right? Whether it's illegal immigration, you know, I had Jamil Shah Sr. on my show. He doesn't get a voice. They don't get a voice. They get a voice on some of the, you know, Fox stations, but they never get a voice. So it's like, it seems like I don't, I don't really understand how we're supposed to solve this problem if the people that can really make the noise don't get a voice. I try to give them give people a voice on my show, but it's like I'm not really sure what the solution is. Well, the solution is for parents to pull themselves uh, together, to pull together their resources on a private sector basis, and start finding ways to educate their children. Yeah, uh, I, I base this on a, on a situation that occurred when I was a little boy in Cleveland. Now, at that time, our system was considered one of the best. Uh, school systems in America, but our parents saw some things that they didn't like, and they pulled us out of school. And this was a combination of white and black parents. And of course, we little children thought we were going to get off easy because we weren't going to school. <laughs> nope. Well, lo and behold, lo and behold, pretty intelligent parents 
and they uh, started teaching us themselves in the basement of a church. Mm. And Lord have mercy, the workload, we thought uh, a heavy workload before. Under our parents, it was much more. The only thing they weren't, the next thing you know, we might as well started hollering, give me the last. I mean, it was very oh heavy. But it's good for us. Yeah. And uh, they, we understood later on that they were doing it for our, for our good. And we went, to, we went back to school after a few months, and things were more on that level. Lord have mercy. But it was for our good. And so we turned out pretty well. Now, that's what parents are going to do. They're going to have to start making real sacrifices. And I understand people are going to say, well, Ron, they can't afford to do it. They've got to go to work. They've got to do this. Well, guess what, friends? Guess what? If you don't do this anyway, they're going to take stuff. They're going to t- kill your economy anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. They're because killing no the kids with education. They're not teaching yeah. them. They're indoctrinating yeah. them. The ones that do. Did you hear about the case in Tennessee, my friend, where the, the educators, I'm sorry, the indoctrinators yeah. told parents that whose children were being taught online, all right, you parents, you promise, you make a promise that you will not see what we are. Oh, yeah, I talked children. about that. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and, the dumb, and, the dumb, and the dumb parents said, okay, we will do that. That's all right. Yeah. Unbelievable. I almost killed over. So we I have, about a, we have about a minute left before we got to close out, and I've really enjoyed our sure. time. So. The solution, you know, I think the solution would be for marching, right? If parents marched about this stuff, right, in Democrat neighborhoods that's, in particular, I think it would change. That's one way. That's one way, but look, they've got to take action that is good for the children right away. Yeah, yeah. Why they still have an inkling of an economy left, while they still have an inkling of rights and things of that nature, and authority over their children, because all of this is designed to destroy black children, to destroy what destroy America. You destroy America by destroying the children. This yeah. is all. It's all an end, end game for them. Yeah. It's all it's about. It's about destruction, and we have to stop it by any any way that we can figure out to do it. Which means we've got to all join together as Americans. All Americans who love the country need to get together, right? We need to redefine unity because they don't have any clue. Ron, as always, you know, we need three more hours on all these subjects. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We always have very honest discussions. We have to be able to talk about this stuff. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. And we'll have you back soon. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Absolutely. You're you're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back with Colonel Jim. More Brook Talks America coming up. Sound of your own wheels drive. 
back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim, which you know is the uh, former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served in the White House National Security Council, and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman. I just want to say that this show is sponsored by 656 Electric. Uh, they service Tampa and the surrounding areas. No job is too big. No job is too small. It's veteran-owned, which is always a plus. You get a $20 discount per hour with the code BTA20. It's 863-969-7790 is the phone number. Make sure that you let them know. Also, make sure you go to the Facebook and the Twitters and let me know what you think of the show. Well, I'll always love to connect with you. So, Jim, there's so much going on. It's absolutely insane. One of the things that's going on the the left never stops, obviously, so they get one horrible bill that they just passed. They're working on HR1, which we'll, I imagine we'll be talking about. But now, of course, because no communist takeover would be complete without what? Gun control. Talk about it. Okay, so this week, the U.S. House of Representatives passed two bills, two bills, mind you, on gun control. The first bill was passed by the Democrats uh with a margin of 227 to 203, which would close long-standing loopholes in gun laws by expanding background checks to those purchasing firearms over the Internet, at gun shows, and through uh, certain private transactions. So they're tightening the effort here. The worst part about this whole thing, eight Republicans joined with the Democrats and at least one from my area in Florida did, and I'm pretty livid over that. His name is Vern Buchanan, people, just so that you didn't know. You know, so, you know, we got we got to do better than that. You know, this is our Second Amendment rights. You are basically allowing <laughs> the Democrats to dissolve the Second Amendment by supporting them in any which way you do yeah. on gun control bills, let alone everything else they're doing, as you said. Because they never stop. They start, they, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile, right? The second bill, of course, we had only two Republicans this time support the Democrats. Who were they? Um, not from Florida, so I wasn't really paying okay. attention to that. But we can, We're calling out names, people. I'm sorry. I don't care. Go ahead. But, um, you know, what they did was, what this does, if you have a concealed carry permit and you go to a gun show... You can purchase a weapon if you pass the background check, because even though you have a concealed carry permit, you still have to be checked again. And that's OK, because yeah. they run your they run your uh, license through the system and it comes back fine, because the safeguard in there is someone may have a criminal um, situation between the time they got their card and the time they go to the gun show, you know, a drunk driving arrest or whatever. But. At least it's it's val it's valuable from the standpoint of you know the person who has the card is probably pretty good. Now the Democrats want to put a ten day business day a ten business day restriction on when you try to buy a gun till the time you actually get the gun. It's more bureaucracy. It's going to require more people uh, involved in this process, and it just erodes our individual rights. Well, I have an idea. If you want to have a 10-day waiting period to buy a gun, you've got to have a 10-day waiting period and get a background check to have an abortion. What do you think about that? If that's what they're going to do, and here's the thing, 
Who else has ever made that argument? Only me. This is the way we need to think. You need to Velcro and have an answer, not you, but like for an answer for every single solitary thing. If you want a gun control, I want an abortion control. That's the deal, right? But, you know, the A Republicans, uh, you know, we'll put that out there who they were. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you have an R. You have to be conservative. You have to stand up for the Constitution. You cannot side with these communists. I don't know what they're doing, but they're all going to be voted out. I know Salazar voted for it in Miami. She was supposedly good. She's going to try to be voting for the amnesty. I know. Anyways, we're going to, you know, we're going to weed them out, get all the the rhinos out and put the conservatives in. So what about Elise Stefanik? Thank God. I think what's going to happen is that the states, individual states, because I know uh, uh, DeSantis has talked about something, too. But the individual states, I think, are going to be pushing back. What what did she do? Well, Elise Stefanik from New York, a great, strong conservative who, you know, I really admire for everything that she's doing. She has um, submitted legislation focusing on Second Amendment rights, and basically it's an overarching piece of legislation with the attempt to counter these two efforts. So, you know, she's going to have to get all the Republicans behind her on that. And the way it's been written, uh, some people have said it may may force some Democrats to vote for it, too. So, again, this is an effort to counter the Democrats' In there, and, and this is what's going to have to happen. And, of course, we have a lot of uh, strong conservative Republicans who, uh, you know, need to get their voice out and, and exercise support from this. People need to call their congressmen mm-hmm. and women around the country, their senators, and voice their anger <clears throat> over this. Yeah. Yeah. So posting about it on Facebook is not going to be enough, people. Okay, that's a fact. <clears throat> we have to get active. They're going to take away every single solitary right that you give them. Okay, they're going to take away the ones that you don't give them. But this is the one that they want more than anything else. What do totalitarian dictators do? The people that are behind the fence, what do they do first? They take away your guns and then they take away everything else. Right. You don't like the fact that they're abridging free speech. There's only one amendment that keeps them from doing everything else. And that's the Second Amendment. Okay. the other thing that's happening, and I wrote an article about the Biden remorse, because it's happening all over, one of the reasons is, there are too many reasons to mention, of course, but one of the reasons is the massive border surge. Biden, bienvenido, here come the Biden voters. That's what the situation is on the border. What's happening there? Because it's not, you know, they use the word dreamer, which is unbelievable that any black American allows them to use the word dreamer. It's astonishing, you know, for, for people that are not American. But uh, a massive criminal enterprise going on on the border. This is human trafficking at its greatest that we've ever seen, uh, bringing in kids. Uh, they rent the kids. Absolutely. They rent the kids over and over to send them in, send them back, send them in, send them back. Here, here's, here's two things that I'm really, really upset about, and you're not hearing about this. The Biden regime, I call it the Biden regime, has U.S. Border Patrols stationed down in places like Panama, Costa Rica, and other countries who are helping to facilitate the movement of people moving north to the Texas border. They're, they're doing the things like, okay, there's 700 here and there's 300 here. They're facilitating this. You know, President Trump instituted some really good legislation and in working with those countries to stop this. The Biden regime has 
pretty much thrown it out the window, and now we're helping to facilitate this. The other thing that has really gotten me mad today, um, and people need to be aware of this, um, 100,000 people tried to get into the country just in February alone, including 10,000 kids, and they were allowed in. What the Biden regime has done now is, most people don't know this, they are opening up illegal immigrant shelters in other in states all around the country and yeah. i'm and i'm going to be writing a letter or calling or whatever i can to ron DeSantis because they have allowed right now texas florida virginia and california to open shelters there's a shelter in florida i want to know why ron DeSantis and i'm a conservative and so is he but i'll call him out if i see something why is he allowing a shelter for illegal aliens mm-hmm. to be open in florida so we need to we need to we need to call his office. We need to get our our representatives involved. This kind of nonsense has to stop. And I'm really, really angry about this because I thought we were the free state of Florida mm-hmm. and we were doing everything. And here's the worst thing. And here's what it says. The regime has directed that shelters return to their pre-pandemic capacities. We can't even open up bars and restaurants around the country, but they're opening up shelters stuffed with kids and illegals. Many of whom are sick with coronavirus. And and they're doing this, you know, (laughs) no masks, no social distancing, pre-pandemic capacity, which means no rules. Just put them in there. What the heck is going on? Yeah, not only that. Oh, guess what they're getting? Oh, in-person education. Yeah, and they're getting, talked about it with Ron, $1.9 They're getting checks. Illegals are getting checks. Felons are getting checks. And by the way, Dylan Root is getting a check. Jokar Zagnaev is going to get a check. This is the madness, okay? I say they stole it. Jim says they stole it. Kathy says they stole it. Anybody that has a brainstem knows they stole it, okay? This is the problem. You cannot vote for rhinos. You have to vote for conservatives. But you cannot vote for Democrats. 100% you cannot vote for Democrats. But you have to get, listen, they're taking this country piece by piece by piece, okay? They're burning down the house. You have to get off the couch, off of the face. Facebook is great. You need to go to my Facebook, of course. Go to my Twitter, of course. (laughs) However, you need to make calls. They're taking your country away from you, right? The politicians that you're giving money to, that you're voting for, they're taking it away from you. Anyways, I mean, this is really unbelievable. And I didn't realize some of that stuff. Uh, but one of the things also that's happening is, um, you know, he's lecturing while, while he's opening the border. Right. He actually is lecturing American citizens. So every other buddy from the rest of the world can come into the country. They can do whatever they want. As Jim says, they're going to go around. No mask. You don't have to wear a mask. And by the way, you know, you heard forever about ship, uh, kids in cages. Now they have them in shipping containers like cattle. Okay, so spare me the faux outrage, Miss Kami Cortez from the Bronx. Okay, she's actually from Westchester. It's Sandy from Westchester. Spare me the outrage because they don't care. They're awfully quiet now about Biden's borders, right? And the rape beds and the rape kids that they're all the stuff that they're doing to children. It's disgusting. Sending them all over the country. Anyways, so Biden in his little speech says, oh, if you're obedient, you might be able to have a little barbecue. But just with a few people. Okay, just with a few people, you can march and loot and riot and burn and kill if you're marching for, quote unquote, social justice. You can march into the country by the millions if you're illegal. But if you're an American citizen, maybe if you're obedient and you take their little 
DNA and RNA changing uh, vaccine because I'm not taking it, then you might be able to have a barbecue. We have about a minute minute left. Talk about that, Jim. It's absolutely outrageous. It, it, it's here. Are here is our most constitutional holiday. July Fourth, yes. Independence That's why they Day. Said it. They hate exactly. America. They want to get rid of July Fourth because it celebrates the Declaration of Independence and, and freedom and freedom and liberty and everything America represents. Let's diminish that holiday. Let's force people to have to stay home and not do anything. Well, I think every American should get out there and invite as many people they can yep. to their to their home. Have a great barbecue. Say the Pledge of Allegiance, sing the national anthem, yep. and let's see what they do. Get get on air, put it on, on all your social media, including Facebook and Twitter, so that they can see that we are not going to stand for this nonsense. This is ridiculous. We are free American citizens. And I'm telling you right now, complacency is the enemy of liberty, and we have been complacent. Your comfort will be your undoing. You have a limited amount of time. Get active. We need to get out. I know we're talking about DeSantis. We're going to figure out what's going on with that. But we have less than two years for the 2022 election. They are working. Socialists have taken over the entire Nevada state uh, legislature. That's what they want for the rest of the country. They're not playing with you people. They are not playing. You better get out and get active or be ready to be a slave. You're listening to Brook Talks America. We need three more hours, ten more hours. Here with Colonel Jim. We'll see you next week. Get busy, get active, and pray. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.